Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I'm your host James and today for bonus content we are looking over the songs of season four. Now season four does have the least amount of songs of any Littlest Pet Shop season but uh, it could be a case of quantity over quality. Um, like, I know I went over, like, the songs, like, in each individual episode, but it has been a little bit, because, you know, you know, all the, all the stuff. So let's, uh, let's see how good these songs are, then. And we're gonna start with, uh, you know, both versions of Not Every Star is in the Sky. Uh, just because I'm also going to do, like, both uh, versions of Hardy Time as at the same time as well. Just, because it's kind of, it is kind of the same song. I think it's important to talk about the two different versions at the same time, rather than separately. So, uh, not every star in the sky. Okay, let's go. And then for comparison, the other version. They line up round the block for all your shows. When they see your face, they scream and cry, not every star is in the sky. So, I believe I mentioned uh, when I first did this episode that I did think Zoe's version was better, and I still stand by that. However, I will say, in in point of favor of uh, uh, Pitch Perfect, that one was completely a cappella. Whereas, like, the one Zoe did, there was some, like, instrumentation. Like, it was subtle, and a lot of the emphasis was on the vocals. But... Think there was some instrumentation that did help it along, and for doing it a cappella, like Pitch Perfect gets some points there, but I still think Zoe is the better, like performer. Like if you were to take the music out, Zoe's version would still sound better. And I mean, I like vocal harmony stuff. It's really, really great. You you honestly can't be in choir for four years and not have a soft spot for it. And like even with the instrumentation, like it's really strong both versions, but again I think Zoe's is better. Although you're supposed to kind of think that, so maybe I'm being led on. But I honestly think like She's a good performer, and like th- this might just be like a good thing to like promote in like you know voice acting. Like if you want to get into voice acting, try picking up singing as like a 
you know, extra talent because, you know, if a character is supposed to sing well, that's a that's a selling point on your resume where like, you know, hey, I can sing and people like it when I sing. So do I'm pretty good for this role. Like, I mean, there's also like professional singers for voice actors who can't sing, I guess. I don't know, it's a it's a good skill to have even if you aren't going into a strictly musical based career is what I'm saying. Like if if you would need it, it's good to have in your pocket, that's what I'm saying. As for visuals, again, pitch perfect like is hindered by the fact that they are just on a stage in front of like a bunch of pets, whereas Zoe's is in her imagination and it is a little more glitzy, a little more glammy where, uh, you know, a lot of it is like, like neon outlines. It's still really fun though, is the thing. It's still really fun and really strong. Like, I I guess Zoe's is meant to have an edge here. And as much as I want to root for the underdog in this, like, I can't... I can't say, like, Pitch Perfect's is better by any means. Because, like, like, both versions of the song are good. I just think Zoe's version is better. Like, I don't think Pitch Perfect used the vocal harmony as well as they could have, is the thing. And they don't, like, there's plot stuff that's going on that makes, like, Pitch Perfect's visually less impressive as well. But, I don't know. Like, they are the villains of the episode, or the antagonists of the episode, rather. Which is weird that it's named after them, which I did point out as well. Like, they're both good. I just think Zoe's is better. It's kind of like, uh... It's kind of like uh, at, like, the end of School of Rock at the Battle of the Bands. Where, like, School of Rock is more impressive. And, like, even the crowd knows it. But, like, the the other band won anyway initially but then like the the crowd began to chant i i maybe should watch school of rock again i thought i thought i didn't like it for a while but i think i might actually like it it's it's weird i've been i've been talking way too much it is it has been a while since i've done one of these and uh you know i love talking about this 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 show this whole show in general and yeah so now we're moving on to the hardy time uh song duo pack so here we go And now the note stopping us meow version. Yum, yum, yum. Hardy 
The first version is just like an old commercial. So, yeah, like it, there's not really a lot to say about it. It is catchy, it is nice. The only thing I think is a little weird about it is that, like, the, the tone of the commercial is sepia and it sounds like it's from the 50s. But, it shouldn't be like if this is like okay we're i'm just gonna assume here that like the pets are around the same age as Blythe because i have evidence for that and we're just gonna assume that the pets are about 15 and at best that would be from you know, like, 10 to, like, 12 years prior to this moment. So, I don't know how long years are, or, well, I know how long years are. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I don't know how long the show has gone on. In terms of when it is. If that makes sense. I don't know how much time has passed since the show began. So it could be 2012 still. I doubt that. It could be in real time. But I also doubt that. So let's just assume it's somewhere between 2012 and 2015. When that episode aired. Sometime in that area. So that that would put that at best like somewhere in 98 like at the furthest it's somewhere in 98 it's probably closer to like 2000 or even 2002 and it sounds looks and feels 50-ish and that is just a little weird but maybe it is, like, a wholesome contrast to, like, you know, 90s dog food. We're radical. And, you know, this is, like, dog food for the whole family. <laughs> you know what I mean when I say that. <laughs> but still. This <laughs> is... I'm gonna need to stop. <sighs> oh God, oh God, okay, okay. <laughs> but okay, that's that's what I meant. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess. Like, 
don't know. It's a, it's a nice catchy little jingle. I probably would have bought some dog food based on that commercial. Maybe not since it came out as a cylinder at first. And then it like uh you know became food when the RC car crashed into it. Uh although I guess that's how a lot of dog food is. I don't know, we usually just got the dry stuff for the most part. There was some wet stuff, I don't know. It's uh it's something. So like conversely, like I'm really going to compare, like, the note-stopping-us-meow version of, like, Hardy Time more with the pitch-perfect version of uh, Not Every Star is in the Sky. Because, like, that that is what, like, they were both aiming for. They're both at the concert trying to perform their best. And I think... Zoe's team performed it better. They used vocal harmony more. Like, everything you heard was, like, from their throats or at least from their bodies. It was completely acapella. And, like, they they did that really well. And they also, like, visually, they also did a lot more. There's a lot more, like, appeasement and appeal and flash and substance in, in the actual performance of it. That's why, like, performing is an art. It's not a thing. Like, not everyone can do it exceptionally well. And, you know, like, Pitch Perfect just missed the mark. Whereas, like... You know, Zoe and Penny Ling and uh, Sunil and Vinny really took to the stage and really just, like, gave it their all. And, like, you know, they they did a, a lot and they did it really well. And I, I honestly think that's, like, the best song in the entire uh, episode. Because, like, it's, it is just so, like full of life and amusement and wonder it's just it's just great i love it so now we're moving on to the next song of the season a dude is a vampire from littlest pet shop of horrors So, as slightly misogynistic as, as the subject matter is, I I love how well this song is stylized. It's stylized in this like early '90s rap sound, and they do it really well. I love the beat. I love love the rhythm. It's it's just so good. And, like, when put together with this, like, gothic horror aspect of it, 
it works really well by contrast. It, it's really, really good. Stylistically, it's really great. And, like, lyrically, I mean, it's about how he's trying to tell the girls that he's a vampire and you should watch out, but they don't listen. It's, um... It's... It's, it's not... It's not the best, but, like, I think that just makes it funnier, honestly. Just, like, he's, like, trying to, like, be serious about this, but no no one's taking him seriously, both both in the song and, like, when we cut back later. But, man, this is really well stylized, and, like... Uh, I just love it. It just... It get it gets me every time. Every time. This is such a good good song for the show. It's amazing. I love I love the style. I I guess this is more about style than in substance. But even then I think the substance works really well for it. Just cuz it's so so like funny. Like uh is the, it's Russell just like trying to be <laughs> machismo and he's and no one likes <laughs> holy crap okay uh so oh oh yeah i just saw what the next song is it's the it's the tiniest animal store jingle yay let's roll she met some kooky I was having such a good time until revisiting this. We got some good vocal harmony going. We got we got a good, you know, nineties rap. Now now we're just here. Like stylistically, it's it's practically the same as like the Hardy Time commercial. But I just hate this. I hate this. It's it's so bad. Bad episode. I don't really like the song that much either. Like the style works when it works, and it just doesn't work when it doesn't work. Like it just it's ah. Uh, and the visuals and everything Ugh. I can't I don't I can't really say a lot without just exploding and just going off like I'm I'm at like 19 and a half or so minutes now and if I just like go off on everything I hate about this it'll probably go to 29 minutes I'm not even that hyperbolic on that but like a few things the 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 whole like 
backstory, like, Mondo Trash. The, the whole, like, the visuals, not good. Ugh. Oh. Uh, maybe it's the opposite where I actually can't talk about how much I hate this for a long period of time. But one thing I did just notice, and I did leave it in there, is the line that harkens back to the actual theme song of the show, where it's like, uh, Tiniest Animals or you get to do the things you love to do. Uh, that that harkens back to the, the, the theme song of the show. And as much as I hate to admit it, it's a little clever. But this episode just sucks. It just sucks. And I hate a lot about it. I don't hate everything about it. It's weird. I can't really find something where I hate everything about it. Like, I don't... Like, I have a strong adverse reaction to some things. But I can't say I completely hate anything. It's... Ugh. <sighs> I'm done. I just I can't. Let's 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 go. Let's go to can't give up. You're right. I can't give up. I, there's there's better songs throughout the season, and better episodes that come with it. So let's just let's just move on. I never really want to talk about that episode again. Although I'm going to I'm going to for like the like recap. Oh jeez. It's not good. Okay, yeah, we're going to can't give up. You got to believe in yourself, believe in your friends. Because in the end, they will come through. They always do. They always do. I mean, not at the moment, but usually it's true. You got to believe in yourself, believe in your cause. Because in the end, your bones will mend. Don't let a little setback ever get you down cause you gotta put up when it comes to love again this is like one of the ones that's like really just strong on style like this really nice tight funky sound it's really good at that and it's incredibly fun when contrasted with like well, it's off. It, this is just like a song of, like, contrasting. Because, like, Russell is singing about trying to survive mountaining. While Zoe's is about trying to find love. And, like, th they're both big things. One of them's more literal and one of them's more metaphysical, <laughs> I guess. But, like, it's, like, the contrast between the two really, like, plays well with, like, the style of it. And it also, like, 
the style it like not only contrasts between the two situations but also like each situation in the style where where Zoe's doing morally questionable things for love which you know might like people might do from time to time and Russell is just like trying to find faith in his friends and it's not there and it's just set to this like funky tone it's really great uh man this it, it's like this really funky upbeat tone and and like with each situation <laughs> there's like reasons why it doesn't fit but also that makes it fit more cuz like this this in and of itself is like somewhat of a comedy <laughs> It's it's a comedy or, you know, slice of life at least show. And it just it really works, I gotta say. It it does. Uh so then the next song uh oh, it's Summer Sensations. Oh, let's let's do this. Ready. I'll dominate this game of budgies. They're gonna know that I'm the best. We're glad summer sensations. Summer sensations. You know, for the most part, I've been really appreciative of the style of the songs of season four. That's not going to change with this. I really like the use of beach ska here. But it's just also a really good song on its own. Like, just incredible. I, I love how, like, fun it is, even though it is kind of, like, slower. It's not, like, it's not rapid. It's 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 slow, but it's still ska, and it's still really fun. And uh, I love how like all, all the animals, like you know, like show off what they're doing in in the first bit. There is a little bit of a reprise that uh, that happens later, and like the joke <laughs> is. That it's like still easygoing, fun, but uh, what's happening visually is just frustrating. And I don't know, I like it there too, but I like the initial like song song where like it's just fun and easygoing and it, it's it's advertising like Blythe's pet clothes. By just, like, going out and doing stuff in a real place. And, I don't know, there's, like, aside from, like, high fashion, I guess. If you want to design fashion, showing it in a real place and seeing how it looks and, like, how well it works in the space it's in or should be in really sells it and i don't know it's just this is just fun i really i really like this song 
It's so good. It is so good. Anyway, um... So then after that song, I guess that's all I have to say on that. It really is just good. After that, we have uh, like one of the little songs of this, Pain and Suffering. Just, uh, just a fun little thing we're going to do quick. Here we go. Pain and suffering, pain and suffering, I hate sky so blue. I want rain and hail and lightning, bring the thunder too. There's not really that much to say on this. It it just is a more negative version of Sugar Sprinkles' Secret Cupet song. And I don't know, I guess that really is just it. Like if you like that song, you're gonna like this song because it's like a like a twist on that, but it still requires that knowledge for you to try it. I just thought it was neat. Is all it's that it's that Marge Simpson thing. I just think it's neat. I I sound more like a Teen Girl Squad than Marge. But yeah, that that's really it. That's I just I just needed to say that. Anyway, the next song on this is uh, the Guilty Tango. Let's go. I'm in deep doo doo. I'm quite a wreck. It's like two boulders wrapped around my neck. I wish I never ever saw that walk. The weight's so heavy I can barely walk. The guilty tango. The voice is screaming out inside your head. The guilty tango. You wish you did, but you did instead. Oh, then there's Brittany. She's hanging there. The gator's hungry, snapping for her hair. It seems quite vicious and such bad luck. She paid 700 bucks for that haircut. So, like, unlike the previous few songs, I, I don't know. Like, it is styled well, but I'm just not the biggest tango enthusiast for this to land for me. It's... It's fine, and visually it's styled really well. Like, like the the colors are all saturated, and it does really bring a sense of guilt to the tango, hence the guilty tango. But, I don't know, I just don't feel like it utilizes tango as good as it could have like and the subject matter it, it's funny it's it it has its charm and it's it's also kind of relatable but like i don't know so, something about it just doesn't quite land with me is the thing it's fine enough but it's not it's not one of the strongest of the season and I think that's all I really can say. Like, may maybe if I, like, appreciated Tango more, I could appreciate this more. But, I don't know. I don't feel like it does it well either, is the thing. It's hard. It's It's not the best, but it has its charm. So the next thing we're going to look at is Parista's Coffee. Here we go. When I get the 
thirsty and my mood is the worsty oh where oh where am i to go a vacuum store don't make me snore a bowling lane oh that's just lame but there is one very special place i What is there to say about this? It's a Sugar Sprinkles ukulele song. You either really like ukulele music or you don't. And it is just that. And I do happen to like ukulele songs. And it just is that. It's, it is a nice little ditty. It's a nice fun number. And I just I just like it. And that's really everything I can say on that. It's fun. It's spirited. There's not really much else to say. So the next song is... Uh, we're skipping ahead a few episodes to, to tell you the truth. A lot like the episode it's from, th this song is just a lot better than I remembered it being when I when I first watched it for the podcast. And it's still really good now. It's really strong. Like, I talk a lot about style in this uh, episode of the podcast. And it does have that, like, power ballad style down pat, but it uses it incredibly well like it, it it does a lot there's no boring moment and it like changes every so often and it uses like a wide variety of like you know music tactics if you will because i really don't know like the better word for that where like it, it starts off like a bit like stronger and then it goes more like like ballady and then it comes back with the power ballad and then there's also that little like thing near the beginning where like Sunil is talking to the girls in a hushed tone like it it, it covers a lot of like different power ballad techniques and it was like really hard to like edit down like which parts I wanted you to hear for like the sampling but honestly, like this is just really good. And like the substance of like, you know, trying to like get things back the way they were is a typical power ballad, you know, theme. But like for like what's going on in the episode, it's covering both, uh, you know, the fight with the boys and the girls 
and also like Blythe's perceived uh, idea of her losing her ability to talk to the animals and like it's really strong and not necessarily romantic which is another like edge like it gets it it uses the style but also like subverts it in a way it it's not about a lost love or anything like that it's not well it's not about a lost romantic love it's about a lost platonic love and it really really sells it really good he used the word really a little too much but honestly it's that good so the next song is another little song that we're going over and it's You're All I Need from uh, LPS The Musical. Here we go. You're all I need You're all I need To make everything in life so sweet You're all I need You're all I need And now that you're back I feel complete You're all I need You're all I need Yeah, just another short thing. It's stylized really well. Like, you're not tired of hearing that. And it's it's just a fun little ballad thing. I, again, I just think it's neat. It's just a little fun thing. And it also helps pad out the this episode. Because now we're, we're on the final song of season four. Cinepepmatic. Can't do something pedestrian. Folks just want to see a best begun. We need to be more choosy. We've gotta make sure that it's groovy. Cause we're gonna make a movie. No, it can't just be some rock and flick. Yes, it's gotta be positively cinematic. I'm lost in outer space. Miles away from base, no air left in my suit, so I gotta be a cute and adorable cartoon with ponies and balloons. We'll make everyone go, Aww. I just gotta. So, here, here we are again. All right, I know, I know, I've said it a lot, but it is true this is really good stylistically like honestly like the thing is it's more or less the same arrangement and it just flows into each other with like different variations on that arrangement and it does it really well the the problem is the song is a lot more style then it is substance because like the substance is just the pets talking about what kind of movies they want to be in which it's it's fine in and of itself it's not bad but i don't know it just doesn't i don't know it's hard for me to separate the fact that this song is the last song of the entire show and the song itself 
it's really hard. Because, like, it's, it's fine enough. It's not... It's not great, but it, it also, like, is dampened. Because it's it's something we should know beforehand. Like, it's just going over the pet's personalities and traits and quirks. It's... Uh, I don't know. It's... It's hard. Um... It's not... It's not bad. It's not like the tiniest animal star jingle. But I wish there could be more to this. Is basically what I'm getting at. And hey, we're only like 41 minutes in, but I went over all the songs of season 4. So, you know what? Let's have a little bit of bonus fun. Since since I did go over the first episode again, why not why not go over that song as well? Cuz I remember that being a good song. And um uh, yeah. That that ought to be fun. Yeah, that's Billy Terry all on the floor. I'd like to say he's done, but I'm sure he's gonna get back up and dance some more. But don't you worry, he's got a heart of gold, not very bright, but he's one of us. We're the littlest, little pet shop pets, yeah, the littlest, littlest pet shop pets. We're the littlest, littlest pet shop pets, yeah, the Man, I needed that pick-me-up. Again, this is just such a good song. I I really like this song. It's it's just so simple, but does what it needs to do very well. Like, okay, I know, like, Cinematic is just the pets going over their personality traits. But this is also the first episode of the series... And it goes over the pets and their personality traits really well. And it helps us get to know them a little better because, like, at that point, we're we're in with Blythe where we don't know these pets all that well. And then, like, for, for the end, it's just, oh, hey, it's the pets again. But, like, I don't know, this song is, like, really good. It's, it's like, catchy, it hooks you in. It, it really is great at, like, doing what it does. It's just a fun little upbeat song that helps you get to know the cast of characters that you're going to be interacting with. And for this being the first song in the show, aside from the theme song... Um, it's really good and really knocks it out of the park. It, it, it does, it is the standard to which all songs are held. All songs in this show, I mean, not 
every song. That would that would obviously be ludicrous. And like some songs go beyond that standard and some some fall flat, but like for this being the first song, it makes a really good first impression. Like over and over and over. So uh, I guess that'll be it for this bonus episode of the Littlest Pet Cast. Uh, be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when they appreciate style. And be sure to tune in for the next bonus episode of the Littlest Pet Cast. I will see you then.